Guess who's back? No, 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 no. We're not doing that. Uh-oh. But we are back again. No, we're not. Fuck you. You blew it. You blew it. <laughs> I didn't blow it. Shut this off. Sh- shut it off. <laughs> no, shut it off. <laughs> Turn off those lights. No, get those lights off. All right. <laughs> nah. uh, fuck. <laughs> well, but we will spread the light on the Dead Red Herring podcast. Mm, the light bringers. Yes. The torchbearers in these dark times. Hmm. The darkness in these bright times. Hold up. <laughs> We're like the yin and the yang of this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to be the negative one. Yeah. Eh. Well, fuck it. We're doing it live. <laughs> yes. But <sighs> to tell a good story. Yes. What is the most important thing to have? Subvertment of expectations. Fuck you. That's what. <laughs> but no. Um. Well, in a sense, you're not wrong. Technically, you're right. I am technically correct. The best kind of correct. But you're not correct. <laughs> no, I'm actually thinking of one element that is even more important. Suspension of disbelief. No, oh. I was going to say tits, but uh, yeah, let's go for that one. Well, that's HBO. <laughs> or just plain internets. Yeah, yeah. I guess so, yeah. When it comes to suspension of disbelief, it, it, it's more important when it comes to works of fiction than, than uh, biographies and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. When it's straight out fiction, you can get away with yeah. a lot of things. Although there, there has to be some sort of belief in a biography as well, because if someone starts claiming that, and, and then I went to the moon, and then you know they're full of shit, so... <laughs> You didn't went to the moon, you liar. Have you heard of suspension of disbelief? <laughs> you never went to the moon. <laughs> it's an autobiography. Fuck you. Who wrote this shit? <laughs> Neil Armstrong. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but for works of fiction. Plus, I'm just going to stand there with a crowbar. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, it's really important with the suspension of disbelief. Because if you're to believe... Or not really believe. It's more that you it, can accept. It, you can accept the story, but get into the story to to um, ex- to to live the experience and and everything like that. Have a good time with it. Yeah, you need to believe that what's happening is what is happening. Mm. If at some point you go like, "Oh, my, hey, aunt, that's bullshit," <laughs> then you're you're just gonna get get pulled out of it. Yeah, you're, you're not gonna get into the story again. Exactly. At least that's the way it works for me. If I, at some point, have a moment of broken uh, suspension of disbelief, then I can't really get back into whatever it is I was uh, previously... uh, Enjoying. Enjoying, exactly. Yeah. Like, for example, I watched 2012, the uh, (laughs) world catastrophe uh, movie. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't even give me 10 minutes before <laughs> I am out of it. They hit you with a bombshell that is a the... bombshell? They, they, they threw a fucking Tsar bomb in my face with that. <laughs> a word cataclysm, if you will. The neutrinos are mutating. And they're heating up the planet. Question. How does a particle mutate? 
How does a non-organical thing mutate? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the way they actually measure it is by having a huge water tank underground. If it was that the neutrinos were heating up the planet, it would heat everything up. Oceans. Fush. People, you know we're 60% plus water? Yeah. We would be boiling. Ever seen a, when you connect a hot dog to two electrodes? It goes spluff. Yeah. It go, well, it does go spluff, but first it goes fizzle, 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 and then it just opens up and... <laughs> now that's what would happen. Oh, yeah. Now imagine people all around you just going like that. Yeah, that sounds. I'll try if we can do that again. <laughs> so, yeah. What cucumber would suffice? Anyway. Put away the cucumber. No, I want to try this. No! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Oops. Uh, but uh, lately, in my opinion, there has been a lot of stuff that don't really pay attention to the suspension of disbelief. It's like they don't even care or that they, they're not good enough to create something to uphold it. I think it might be they're not good enough or it, they're trying to, trying, not succeeding, to tell a good story. But in that... I would rather say they're trying to tell a story. Yeah, well, they're trying to tell a good story in their opinion, but... Oh, this is the greatest story ever! (gasps) Exactly. They're stroking their own cucumber ego there, so... (laughs) But in the rush of trying to make their magnum opus, they... Magnum anus. Magnum anus. Rectum opus. (laughs) They sort of forget to appeal to that sort of suspension of disbelief. They're just trying to do what they think story would do, and then just, hang on, what the fuck is continuity? Well, never heard of the fucking I can thing. already beat the Star Wars horse with that, with the uh, sequel trilogy. <sighs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I sat here thinking about, well, Star Wars has uh, some kind of good uh, suspension of disbelief, but I will correct myself. The earlier had more believable. The original trilogy had a lot of okay, acceptable yeah, acceptable. things. Exactly. And I know that a lot of people are objecting about the uh, the bombing the trench run scene. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, with yeah, the yeah. Um, proton missile go or is it missile or torpedo? I think it's torpedo. Yeah. Bomb. Well, it it goes into the Slurp. The uh, exhaust, exhaust, exhaust port, and, and uh, yeah, and I can understand people objecting to that because he's not using a target computer and everything. And I'm not sure if it's in the uh, original cut or if the, this is a change they did with the uh, digital edition changes, because th- I I remember seeing how the torpedo goes and just sort of makes a 90 degree turn down. Yeah, that is what I have seen. There two of them just slurp, slurp, just going yeah. straight into it. But 
if we we're gonna put some kind of reasoning to it, we can say he was using the force. Yeah. Now, how will they succeed without using the force? That is another question. That is another question. If the fort had been straightforward, yeah, with a minor curve, sure, maybe. Mm. Uh, but do we actually know what kind of uh, properties these torpedoes have? Can exactly. they make sharp turns? I, in that case, I would say that they could, because if they were going to use that uh, kind of uh, exhaust uh, bombing, they might as well have used something that could make those little yeah. things. Because, you know, it's like hitting a uh, womp rat with the... Yeah. But it, in that case, it would have been... It would have been made more sense if they've actually used a uh, A-wing. Mm-hmm. I think that's... Those are the... Or the Y-wing. The, the Y-wing. Yeah. Yeah, right, the A-wing. Those are the small... Yeah, yes. The the Y wing that actually is a bomber. Yeah, and have a uh, guided bomb mm. that they drop above the shaft. <laughs> uh, Sneaker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I mean, it would make sense to actually do the trench run in that sense at mm. that point if they can't approach from above. So they go by the trench, and just as they're above the uh, exhaust port. They drop the bomb, yeah. it gets the right angle, and then goes mm. down. I guess so. Did they have Y-Wing in the initial attack before everyone bite the d- dust? Uh, yeah, they did. Yeah, They should have. But they followed in the trenches. Yeah, I think so. And then it was just... I, well, don't, I don't really remember how it went down, because, you know, the focus in that movie is just on the boot. <laughs> well, as I say in uh, sporting events, let's see a re- <laughs> rerun of that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see a reprieve. But but I think that a, a solution like that would definitely help with, with uh, uphold the suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Uh, but then, since we do have the more supernatural aspect to Star Wars with Force, yeah, I I guess you can get away with a lot more stuff because you can have can have this uh, breaking mechanic, so to say. Yeah, it's uh, like. If you take, for example, how well the Jedi can handle the lightsaber, I mean, mm. any old buffoon can wield a uh, yeah, actually, a well, lightsaber, but the way they can manage and control a sort of weightless blade, really. Yeah, the, the, I've actually been thinking a lot about that from time to time. Just why isn't the uh, lightsaber more widely used mm. or... or Later weapons <laughs> overall. <laughs> yeah. Now, sure, in a world or, or a um, setting where you have effective uh, firearms, yeah, where is there actually a place for melee combat? Mm. Uh, there is a place, absolutely. Yeah, but it's not in in uh, the way that you use something bigger than a knife or maybe a dagger. Mm. Because, really, un- unless you have some sort of deflector or something, yeah. what can you do? Or are you just going to straight up run towards someone with a blaster? <laughs> the reason the, the Jedi can do that is because since they go with the flow of the Force... <laughs> just go with the flow. Yeah. 
they can i think that it's something about they they sort of can predict the future in a half a second to a second thing it would so, make sense yeah so they can actually be at the place before it's supposed to happen sort of thing mm. so that is one reason why they can actually deflect uh blast shots. Blast sh- blaster shots and the way they actually handle the lightsaber also is based on this mm. uh, because take anyone who starts out with for example nunchucks yeah <laughs> <laughs> that is y- just imagine someone starting out with a lightsaber like that oh god so many younglings die that day <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> They actually made a interesting thing in uh, the Old Republic, mm-hmm. uh, the MMO game. Yeah, yeah. When you start out as a Jedi, I think it's the same with the Sith. Can't swear about it, but because I don't think I ever played a Sith. <laughs> I'm gonna be those filthy Sith. I, well, the reason I didn't play a Sith was because uh, on the uh, Empire side, yeah, I actually played the bounty hunter. Of course. That was my thing. Uh, on the uh, Republic side, I I did actually play the uh, Jedi Counselor, I think it was. <laughs> but anyways, when you start out uh, with your character mm. playing a Jedi, you don't have a lightsaber to start. Mm. You have a the, the Vibro Blade. Oh, sort of a okay. substitute weapon. Fair enough. And that is, the reason was that well, since you don't know how to control a lightsaber yet, use this. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, that is completely a complete plausible reason. Yeah, I mean, j- just look at what Luke does the first time he ever holds a lightsaber. <laughs> ooh, what's yeah. <laughs> ooh, ooh, what's this? <laughs> he points the fucking thing to his head. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, you can talk a lot about the double-edged blade. <laughs> you, you, you. Yeah, but that thing only has two sharp edges. Yeah. The lightsaber cuts all the way around. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, though, uh, if you take the concept of the lightsaber and just use it as a sort of uh, phaser blade, plasma blade, whatever, yeah, and put it in a completely different sci-fi setting, then people will be able to use it without a, any form of supernatural force. Yeah. So, I mean, you can mm. call bullshit to only Jedi's being able to use it because they are only they have the reflexes uh, of actually being capable of handling that sort of weapon. But then you look at uh, uh, what, what's his name, forearm robot general Grievous. Grievous. Yeah, yeah. Now, sure, he he was enhanced. I'll give him. Don't that. you remember he was trained in the Jedi arts by Count Dooku? Yes. And now you just put two lightsabers and just flail your hands around like an idiot. <laughs> like your raven in the 90s. <laughs> now, uh, I'm gonna say that in my personal opinion, uh, anyone can wield a lightsaber. Yeah. Because it's a tool. Mm-hmm. Could you wield it as graciously and effective as a Jedi? No, you can't. No. Would you be able to defeat a Jedi in a uh, duel? With sheer luck, perhaps. No. 
<laughs> going up against a trained Jedi or Sith, if you don't have any force sensitivity yourself, or training. <laughs> snark. Snark, Ray, Snark. <laughs> we don't name good names here. But Ray. But Ray. I mean, you you wouldn't stand a fucking chance. You would be dead or subdued within seconds. Mm. <laughs> Oh dear Christ! So yeah, uh, but but you know, suspension of disbelief and Star Wars—it's like you know it's fiction, but you buy it because you let yourself buy it. It's a space opera. Yeah. It's exactly. It's like looking at a, a a fantasy setting. Yeah, you know it's a wannabe medieval setting, you know that it's not gonna be historically accurate or anything like that. But how could they do that? Magic. <laughs> Magic. Magic. <laughs> be quiet, Ginger. <laughs> quiet. But what's worse when it comes to suspension of disbelief is uh, movies, series, or other works mm-hmm. often time in the sci-fi genre that wants to portray a more uh, realistic setting and just fails <laughs> brutally. 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 I showed you a uh, summary video mm-hmm. on the uh, Netflix series Another Life. Yeah. Boy, howdy. Oh, God, that was bad. Uh, it, I, if you need any evidence of the level, the way bottom dragging slum I'm not sure how to really express how fucking bad this is, but the, <laughs> the really bottom of the barrel way that Netflix makes things now. I mean, if, if you think that CW makes bad stuff, this is worse. Mm. Yeah, it was. Continuity is what's that? Nah, exactly. It's it's relative. Yeah. It's, uh, okay. It's not mandatory anymore. Yeah, just to give you guys a a short, very short summary of this: aliens come to Earth. Humans try to communicate. Basic theory to communicate with them is doves, because doves react to uh, Mozart. So let's play Mozart to the aliens. Meanwhile, out in space, uh, a ship going light speed encounters a big fuck off cloud of dark materia. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, picture that. <laughs> now, if, if dark materia could be materialized like that, you know? Not as a big ass cloud uh-huh. over Yorkshire in the. 1800s. It's like the fucking smog of London. Yep. But, uh, you know, something as grandiose as this was portrayed, and it was portrayed as big. Big. Yeah. In the way of the ship, so the the ship has to use its AI to wake people up to to assess the uh, situation, saying that, oh, we could always go through it, but the... uh, captain and also one main character says that no no it's too big of a risk we'll go in blind we might hit a planet 
Now, uh, just sweeping over it, you could think that, yeah, well, actually, that's kind of possible. You <laughs> Fate, could, fuck actually. it, makes sense. Yeah, it could happen like that, but... But the, the, the bigger question here that how the fuck did you miss that big ass fucking cloud of dark materia from the beginning? <laughs> hmm. And then it, a lot of shit just starts happening. So they, they get a leak uh, of their air system. So they need to replenish it. So the AI finds a, plan, finds a planet where they can get rocks that has oxygen in them. Hmm? Go, go figure. So they go down to get the rocks, which they bring just a small briefcase to fix air for the whole ship that's supposed to be out in space for six months. They had air to last for seven hours when the fucking thing ruptured. And while being down there, there comes a surprise moment. They needed some kind of conflict to make it more interesting. What did they do? A fucking moon. A mega moon. Yeah. And again, it's like, how the fuck did you miss that? Notwithstanding that the low orbit of this moon would be, it wouldn't be possible. No. But anyways, they they, they just miss it because it it was in too low of an orbit when they used their scanning. So I know, you know, I'm just saying that a um, ocular inspection might have sufficed to actually see the goddamn thing. A simple gaze out the window. Yeah. But of course, there there's only one window on the whole fucking ship, but... Civilization able to travel at light speed. Can't have windows. <laughs> Can't have that. sensors to look outside. Fuck that shit. Because measuring gravity fields are... Or squares? <laughs> yeah. They have holographic projections. Perfect. Such. Perfect, yeah. Having outside sensors. Video sensors. Can't have that. A simple video cam, no. Yeah. Anyways. Fucking strap a GoPro to the fucking thing. <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> the moon starts to go in 2012 on the planet. <laughs> interestingly enough. And it uh, gets Majora's mask on them. <laughs> yeah, actually, <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a better description of it. <laughs> Anyways, the, the people down there goes back to the ship, but it appears that they've brought some sort of uh, infection with them that is, mind you, airborne. Mm-hmm. And uh, the crew, uh, skeleton crew, could be said, yep. they all get infected and they decide to uh, flush themselves out through the uh, airport. Or Air vent. Air. Or, well... What the fuck it's called? It's airlock. 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 <laughs> <laughs> to the airport. Yes. <laughs> Uh, two tickets. Yes. Uh, no, no. So they're about to flush themselves Bravely out. sacrifice yes. themselves. Only that the AI had to say, no, wait, you need to wait for X character to come here. Like they totally forgot about that guy. The scientist, mind you. Or, or whatever the fuck he is. But he comes, he made a, a glorious... Uh, wait, I have found a cure. Yeah. Gamma rays. Yes. Yes. The first reaction for me would be, you're fucking insane. Don't point that thing at me. <laughs> Get in the airlock. We're going out. <laughs> We're going for a stroll. But no, everyone's like, oh, we can do this. So they put themselves in the only room 
with the window. With the window or whatever it is. And uh, expose themselves to the uh, massive radiation bombardment of a nearby star. The only side effect they get is that they all become sterile. <laughs> but looking at it... If, he if you think getting exposed to the elephant's foot two hours after the uh, catastrophic failure of Chernobyl was mm -hmm. bad, this would be even worse. If you want some reference, look at the picture of the fireman that, that served in Chernobyl. Yeah. Just or look at or the Japanese guy that got the massive dose of radiation... Uh, in Hiroshima. The, or was it Nagasaki? No, th this was actually a, a uh, power plant failure. This but, not was in modern time. but not Fukushima. No, uh, this was before Fukushima. I oh, okay. I think, I don't remember this was in the 80s or 90s. No. But uh, the, the thing with him was that he got a... It was a le lethal dose. Mm. A, a major fucking lethal dose. But they kept him alive. He thanks. Yeah. Is it the one who is suspended in the roof? Yeah. Where that looks skin some... and flesh just peels off. Yeah, that looks like some Clive Barker shit right yeah, there. Yeah, it is really horrifying, but that is more or less what their, the crew's fate should have been. That is what Gamma Rays does to you. I mean, if they want some mild radiation, just some, woof, standing in the gaze of the sun, sure. But when they say gamma radiation, the thing that is going rays yeah. like bullets through your body that can only be stopped by lead, mind you, because it's mm -hmm. density, mm -hmm. it goes through paper, steel. Yeah, well, you, you, you could, uh, if you have a thick enough wall of steel or concrete, it, yeah. it'll stop it. But I mean, you need, well, one and a half, two meters of yeah. concrete to it stop is, it. Exactly. It is a lot. So yeah. But but also I mean even alpha and beta it is radiation yeah if you get clear exposure to it you will be hurt by yeah. it. Uh, I think I'm not sure if it's alpha or beta that uh, if it's in large enough doses it could hurt you but usually your skin is enough to block it. I think that might be alpha, yeah. but you still need to shower after that because it it will hurt you. Slowly. Slow. Well, Slowly. I'm no new... Uh, I'm not a scientist. <laughs> no, I just have a phobia of radiation, so... Not, well, not a phobia, but a fear of it. I have a respect for it. I have a fearful respect of radiation, so I, I do like to read about it. I think it's interesting, yeah. also. But, yeah. But anyways, radiation, they would... Yeah, they, they would They be, would be dead within... They days. would be small piles of goo. Yeah. <laughs> but... I mean, just to, I'm not sure, really, stay up, you <laughs> I'm not real sure if there's any reason to continue summarizing how fucking stupid this series is, because it gets yeah. fucking worse, and, and it's... Well, the gist of it, it's, they break the, the suspension of disbelief. The writing push. is so goddamn bad that they break suspension of disbelief the first instant they get. Yeah, because they want to push their grandiose... Not grandiose, but they want they, to push their They have an idea story. of the story. Yeah. So they're willing to bend... I'm not, I'm not going to say bend reality, but bend the suspension of disbelief. Yeah. To I, get they, they don't have any form of real continuity. No. Exactly. Uh, and there are so many details that they miss. Like, for example, just 
this dude, uh, while being infected and everyone's going out the airlock. Yeah. Mind you, for the airborne infection, which should already be infecting everyone on board, even the rest of the crew that is in the... uh, Cryostasis. Yeah. How are you going to treat them? What? Oh, wait, we didn't think about that. Exactly. So, <sighs> To quote the uh, <laughs> the ex-writers of Game of Thrones, yeah, we kind of forgot about that. Really? I think it was in, in earlier interviews with them, they actually <laughs> said one of those lines. Holy shit. I mean... But they... w- which of the writers? <laughs> one of the Ds. It, it was the... Yeah, the D and Ds. Oh, Fuck. Yeah, ex- exactly. Was so, that explained so goddamn much? That, that's also something, uh, exa- talking about uh, suspension of disbelief. Yeah. I can buy most of the things happening in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. But then, when suddenly you have... My biggest problem, really, mm. is uh, Arya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How she kills the... Uh, the Night King. Yeah. Yeah. Because they painted him... As the ultimate antagonist. He is the most dangerous. The the unstoppable force and everything. Mm. He gets a knife to the gut. Even if it is, what, Valyrian steel? It is Valyrian steel, yeah. Yeah. But, no, the feint is so bad. Mm. I I just know. If you paint someone to be the ultra mega baddie. And he dies from a... A, a, a stab to the gut. Yeah. Like that. And sure, the Wraiths and the Night, uh, night Walker. Uh, the White Walkers? White Walkers, yeah. Fucking forgot about them. Yeah, they do explode like Kablooey when they are exposed to Dragonglass, Obsidian, and Valyrian Seal. Sure, but as you say, he he is the biggest, the baddest. The yeah. I'm not original. saying that, that he shouldn't go down or something like that. I mean, it, sure, it could, it could be a real... It could be a cool... A critical blow. Yeah. A- absolutely. But but him dying, just like... Mm. That... That is undermining the character they've built up. Mm. Well, well then, then we sort of comes into the... The wonderful world that is subverbent of expectations. That is a major breaking in the suspension of disbelief. In character-wise. Mm-hmm. Because you have... Um, you can believe your character. In the, you, you can believe the, the character does what it does, but then you want to subvert your expectations and you s- break this. Yeah, you, you change dis- their, uh, the way they act, their, their characteristics. Yeah. Going from uh, nice and, and warm in personality to being stone cold killer, like, just like that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So then you say fuck you to your. Uh, <laughs> expectation mm-hmm. and uh, therefore your suspension of disbelief of that character I mean okay fine I can believe this character I can believe that this character is no wait what does it do now hang on I know it's not really A and B but but, but still that, that, it, is, it is, that is enough to actually break suspension of disbelief it is when, within the realm of changing something just because you want the story to tell so yeah and, and not explaining why mm. X and X happened mm. X, Y, Z whatever mm. Yeah, just from from scene to scene, having a character change personality without any obvious reason, any explanation of any sort other than it needs to 
to progress the the uh, plot or story. Yeah, that is lazy writing, and that is a breaking of the suspension of disbelief. Mm. And that that is exactly what I felt in the the final uh, season of uh, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. That they changed so many character traits just to get there. Oh shit! Didn't see that coming. And also this thing with the subverting of expectation. Looking at you, rounded. That too, but but I I just feel that that has become some fucking buzz thing. Yeah, everyone wants. To Everybody's do that. supposed to bre- break the expectation, subvert expectations. It's like. Why why is it that you always need to have some sort of weird uh I need to woe the audience, plot be damned. Yeah, it, it's like, oh, I I'm gonna make this twist, and you'd never see it coming. No, we didn't see it coming because it's not logical. No. I mean twists in all its glory when exactly. they work. When they work, yes. I mean a story needs a good twist, absolutely. But the thing with a twist it uh, is that you can only go so far before it breaks. Mm. And what they're doing with their subversion of expectation is to twist the thing until it breaks and goes beyond. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's the same old character. Look, there it is. Yeah. No, no, fuck that shit. Exactly. <laughs> fuck that shit. Oh, dear Christ. But yeah, I think, you're, I think you're right there. That it's become this... Everyone wants to do it. It's like like the latest thing, man. It's the latest thing in cinema, man. Or <laughs> cinematography, man. Yeah. You have to do that. And also, something that I think is a major problem today is that either when writing, mm-hmm. they don't do anything at all to deal with issues of moral ambiguity. To, to make characters stand in front of really hard decisions and living with with the uh, outcome of it. Yeah, yeah, Or they put the character in these situations and turn it up to 11 mm. to make it as morally ambiguous as possible and y- just having this really... Uh, to, to have this sort of misan- misanthropic view, y- just the total black negative and mm-hmm. everything is bad, everything is horrible and you need to live in this filth of, of uh, regret. Yeah. It's like, whoa. Nuances are not existent anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's either turn to 11 mm. or nothing. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of uh, the, the gray scale mm-hmm. because I, I, I can see things as much as I can enjoy the old sort of black and white uh, aspect of, you know, you have the heroes and you, you have the uh, bad guys and mm. it's a fight for good versus bad, light yeah. versus dark and everything like that. If I am in the mood for that, I will go for that. Mm. But at, at the same time, I'm equally happy for a story that sort of blur the lines. Yeah, yeah. That you can have the good guy, but he... Or she uh, is put into a situation that that calls for uh, really hard decisions and raises a lot of moral questions. Mm. Like, for instance, who would you save? You're uh, never going to be again 
X, mm -hmm. which you still have a lot of feelings for, or the district attorney of the city that might help prosecute all the criminals. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Tough cookie. Yeah. Now, we know that Batman went for uh, Rachel, <laughs> but got Harvey Dent instead. And mm. inadvertently created the uh, Two Face in, in the, uh, the Dark Knight Dark series. Knight trilogy series. Yeah. Uh, it's not really what happened in the original nah, interpretation is... of the character, but but anyways, I mean th this is a, a a real moral question: which do you value more? Mm. This the fate of the city which you more or less sworn to protect in your own way, mm. or your personal uh, emotional gratification. Yeah. Now, it, it makes it sound really bad when I say it like that, but, no, but no, I, I mean, mean, if you have someone you care for a lot, of course you will go through a lot to, to help or save yeah. them. Yeah, of course. And, and that might even be to put the greater... At odds. Mm. So, in, in contrast to this, you've been looking at a series. Yes. Which you've been recommending to me. Oh, yes. I do recommend it to everyone, actually. I've been uh, binge watching uh, The Boys. I have never heard of this show before you're told. It is a show that is based on a, um, a comic um, or uh, a comic book. Mm. A graphic novel, I would say. Ooh, fancy. Fancy. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I cannot remember who made this, but it is an um, interesting one because they take this he uh, superhero uh, trope mm? and turns it into a realistic kind of way. Not the realistic kind of, all right, let's take the Batman and just put him in some realistic, uh, greedy world. No, they take, like, what if the superheroes were celebrities and assholes? Who and says they're not. Exactly. <laughs> and really flips the moral of, all right, who really is the hero here? Who, 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 when can we classify as a bad guy? When does the means justify the ends? And uh, The ultimate blurring of the lines. Exactly. I mean, you have a... I'm not, actually not going to spoil too much because I really want people to see this one. Mm -hmm. and, but you have a character that is really going through a... He... Kind of ultimate asshole in the beginning, and he goes on sort of his own little Path. moral and um, personal roller coaster, so to say. Is it a a sort of redemption story? No. Oh. Ah, oh, shit. I'm <laughs> okay. So th 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 this is a roller coaster that the just tumbles down. Yes. Yes. Oh, it goes crap. <laughs> this place is going dark. Yes. Yes, okay. it does. So yeah, we um, you have this yeah flipping of everything that you that one might think about heroes and peoples with morally ambiguous means <laughs> to fight these heroes. But I can I can really recommend it because yeah, and just like that yeah. <laughs> what more do you want to say? Well, you could give Ask it... me questions then. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, 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 but but I mean it's clear that the this this really takes a flip on the well, the hero genre. Yeah. And 
makes it into more of a a question of the morals of the persons themselves mm. which i think is actually a lot of what a hero story should be yeah the questioning of the values and morals of the person with the greater power mm. but in this case i guess they they have their abilities but they're not put to use for the greater good well they are put use for the greater good but um within very strict lines of this giant mega corporation and what mm. when you say mega corporation explain uh, yeah uh, ba- the the basic premise is that uh, the in the world of the superheroes it is a company that is called Vought who practically hires these heroes or basically own their brand so they are in quite big control over their but when you say character. So so let's say that you are a person with the ability to throw fireballs. Yeah. And do you in that case, or does the person with the ability create his own hero brand, or is he given one by the company? Uh he could d- go his own way, but well, you get paid. It is sort of a good good work, and you get a marketing uh department that can create your your brand. Yeah. Exactly. And then you're under the thumb of the company. Exactly. Okay. Under heavy contract. And the... How do you say? The... The no... <laughs> the thing of going private is not really there. Okay. So, the these heroes that exist are within very much of this company. So, but how does the state uh, or government... Well, the basic premise of the the first, or a little side thing, really, in the first season, it, it is, should they allow soups into the National Guard or the army? So they battling with the, those questions. Well, should, uh, should our nation have uh, people with abilities that put us in front, uh, oh, we- weapons-wise? Super and, soldiers. Yeah, and all that. <laughs> and uh, well, that, that is an interesting question. It actually. is a very interesting question. And... Most of all are within the consensus of no. Fuck no. Why would you even suggest that? Fuck no. Which I find interesting, but I think because I think there would be a lot of people going like, oh hell yeah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Put them on the front line. We're gonna win all the wars. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they they're within their little own campaigning of doing that. I guess find it interesting that the government doesn't work to uh get full control over people with abilities. Ex- yeah, exactly. Instead that... leaving it to private corporate interests. Yeah, and I guess with the, with this uh, corporation that is... Well, it is a bit, it is a bit twisty in this... Um... Well, it's a megacorp. Of course it's going to be twisty. Yeah, I'm really not going to spoil that much because it's, it's some... Yeah, I haven't seen it, so no, I'm, no, I'm just no. going on the, the general ideas yeah. of how... Uh... Mega corporations are portrayed. Yeah, I'm I, I'm looking at a lot of uh, I, I'm I'm viewing it from the lens of Shadowrun mm-hmm. because mega corporations in Shadowrun are are these really either nefarious or or just really egocentric, <laughs> misanthropic. No, not really misanthropic necessarily. More that they they look after their own interest at any cost, mm. and uh, for for better or worse, 
they, they do what they do to please the stockholders and investors and everything. Hmm. Which you usually get when it is the mega corporations. Yeah. You know, like uh, Google, Facebook, mm. and... And you have that premise here with the vault, yeah. that is uh, this corporation. And the reason why they're trying to push soups into the army, well, then they provide the army with the... They can make money. Money. They provide the greatest weapon to the army. Ah. Then the stocks will rise up. Yeah. Rise. Still, though, it, it, yeah, I, I need to check out the series yes. because it, it is... My question still stands. Why doesn't the government work to have the full control of the people with the abilities? Mm. Yeah, just, just looking at it like this. In uh, Marvel, the uh, Civil War. Yeah. Not talking about the MCU, I'm talking about the comics. Yeah. The first Civil War, the main premise was the Superhero Registration Act, mm. which would make anyone with abilities having to register mm. if they wanted to uh, pr- provide their uh, hero, services. hero services. Exactly. Mm. So everybody needed to be registered to be liable for uh, damages, for actions taken and everything. Mm. So I, I just imagine that any government with the knowledge of people with super uh, superior abilities. Superhuman abilities, yeah. Yeah, that they would work day and night constantly to get full control over these people. Mm-hmm. I can't see any government being like, oh, no, we, we should just let them be, have their own thing, leave it to the corporate interest. No, 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 no. It's in the private sphere. It's not our thing to do. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I really need to check this out to yeah, see yeah, what yeah. actually happens. Mm. But, yeah. But how many seasons of this is there? Just one at the moment. Okay. But it's uh, eight episodes, one hour each, so... It's okay. Uh, You'll sit a while. <laughs> okay. How... Is is there a, a annoying cliffhanger in the last episode that, that says that there has to be another season? Yes. Of course there is. There's always one! <laughs> That can annoy me so fucking much. Well, just refer to seeing the last episode then. Yeah. Just hold that off until the, another season comes. Well, we have a friend, mm. uh, Thomas. Yeah. He... Ooh, name drop. Name drop. <laughs> well, he, he has, has actually been a guest on one of our early live streams. So. That is true. Yeah. But I know that he doesn't watch a series unless it is actually concluded and finished. Hmm. Because there was one series, uh, I can't really remember which one it was right now. It's not, I I think it was a sort of teenage series, something about a dolphin uh, or sea creature or whatever it was. I don't really remember. But I know that uh, it was cancelled before mm-hmm. it was completed. So th- there was no real uh, ending to it. Oh. And this has left its mark on him. <laughs> so he will not see any series that is not finished because of this. <laughs> and I can understand him in, in a certain way. Because when it comes to series being half done mm. or being cancelled in the middle... 
and just left. I can agree. It, it is frustrating, at least. Really frustrating. And, and even if it is, so to say, a, a full season, mm. but they leave it with the ultimate cliffhanger that is, oh, you need to wait until the next season to see what happens next. It's mm. like, dude, come on. <laughs> and what's even worse is when they're actually finishing up a series. Mm. They have the perfect ending and everything, but they still screw it up. <laughs> In this case, I'm actually thinking about Supernatural because <laughs> a- a- at the end of whichever season it was, if it, either the fourth or the sixth, I don't remember right now, but it's one of those, mm. where everything actually is concluded, all threads are, are n- neatly tied up, and the, it is the end. Mm. The, the series was finished. The story had been told. But they still... But they still continued on because it was so popular. Would you say your expectations were subverted? <sighs> sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! But not really. <laughs> Kinda. Sort of. Maybe. Really. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe go fuck yourself. Yeah, but, but... I think it was such a bad decision because... Uh, the following season, I got halfway through it or whatever. Mm. At that point, nothing really mattered anymore. Any character that was dead came back mm. because death was no longer a- a- an issue. The I I don't remember who the big baddie was anymore, but it, the suspension of disbelief were gone at yeah, that moment. Yeah, this this it was like oh we we need to continue the story quick. Bring the defibrillator. <laughs> Don't you die on me! <laughs> it's, there was no real good reason for them to continue on mm. other than... By popular demand. Yeah. And, it, and we, it was such a shame because the ending was so good. Mm. Shit. So you, <laughs> you can have it go the other way as well. Yeah. And, and stuff that really maybe deserved another season don't get it no. instead so and, th- and then you have series that uh, still has seasons left but the writing is just so goddamn awful <laughs> Babylon 5 for example oh dear the first season of Babylon 5 it- it's really like uh, nah second season third season Fourth season, I think. Those are awesome. Hmm. And then comes the final season. Uh, Now, I might be getting numbers mixed up here, Hmm. so you'll have to forgive me. But I know that the last season of Babylon 5, it's so bad. Oh god, it's so bad. The way they they just try to uh, end all of the plots and uh, tie up all the the threads it's mm. oh it's horrendously bad mm. <laughs> oh god i can't remember actually it was so long time ago i watched mm. Babylon 5 i need to rewatch it actually you know, all of it <laughs> yeah well actually so do i it's the same with the uh, farscape mm-hmm. first and second season they were really entertaining Third season, I think, was 
okay, and then it just went off the rails, and I, I don't think I ever finished that series. Mm. I think it also died because of the horrible, horrible writing. Because the characters then, or the, the actors, rather, mm. they went from Farscape into Stargate SG-1. <laughs> Shit. And also, just a, a side note when it comes to uh, series. The production value doesn't necessarily condemn a series. Because you can no. have, have a low-budget series that has great writing, uh, phenomenal characters, and, and stuff like this, mm-hmm. but with really uh, almost laughable props. <laughs> that is true, I mean. But you can still love it and think that this is the most amazing series ever. I just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and on the other hand, you can have high-value productions that have all of the money going in in the millions and still be left like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> the writing is shit. Yeah, we didn't have the money for that. You had the money for all that. Yeah. It's like... Morons. To Bullets. me, all of the Stargate TV series <laughs> yeah. are super mega awesome. I love them. It is oddly charming, yeah. Even with the plastic props, mm. even with the bad CGI, mm. I'd still choose those series even Stargate Universe oh boy, over Game of Thrones. Oh boy. <laughs> oh gee. Yeah. Especially the last season of Game of Thrones. Yeah. I mean, especially. Yeah. So. Yeah, there you have it. Production value does not equal value. Value, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Does not equal that uh, greatness. Exactly. <sighs> so yeah, there we went. We went there. We all went all over the place. We went from... Well, sort of kept it to... I think we have gone with a red line I think you can find a thread in this. Mm. We didn't break the continuity. Ha! Or did we? <gasps> <gasps> but yeah. I must commit Sudoku. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> but with that said, uh, what do you think about our uh, discussion here? What's your opinion about the suspension of disbelief, production value, the blurred lines and moral ambiguity? What's your thoughts on uh, subdued expectations? Mm. Or subverted expectations? Subdued expectations. <laughs> subverted expectations. <laughs> Subdue those expectations. <laughs> oh boy. You know the production's gonna be good when you say that. Subdue your expectations. <laughs> We're going in for a ride. <laughs> oh shit. <coughs> oh fuck. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah. Your thoughts and comments are highly anticipated. Yes. What via our Twitter page? Yeah, uh, you can always leave uh, your comments on Twitter. The handle is at the DRH podcast. Mm-hmm. You can always leave comments on the YouTube video versions of our stuff. Yes, yeah. Uh, I, if it's possible for whatever podcast platform you're using to leave a comment, please do so. Especially, you know, iTunes. Yeah. Uh, I think Podbean has it as well. Leave a rating, even. Yes, do that. 
because you'll really help us out if you leave uh, a comment and help us spread the pod around. Show that um, algorithm wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fight that algorithm. And also, if you want to, you can write an email. You can uh, reach us on dead.red.herring at gmail.com. And, of course, you can always f- see our Twitch streams. Yes. On Twitch, oddly enough. Yes. Who, who would have thunk it? <laughs> Weirdly enough, yeah. Yeah. You can also find our, like we said... All our materials on YouTube, where we're also leaving a little bit of best of uh, yeah. our streams, and uh, we do some let's plays and all that fun stuff. A good laugh. Yeah. A merry exactly. laugh. <laughs> a large. A large. So, yeah. <sighs> yes, I think we about covered a lot of things. Yep. But now, you, go make food. Fine. <laughs> Back to the kitchen with you. <laughs> but I will do it without protest. Nice. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Hope you had a good time. We'll talk to you again later. Ta-ta! Bye-bye. License registration process, please.